Hi, everyone, and welcome to yet another really special Talking Insomnia episode. We have Lauren with us from South Africa, first guest, guest from the African continent. Welcome. <laughs> Hi, Daniel. Thanks so much for having me. It's, a, it's, a, it's an honor to be here. I've spent, gosh, months on the other side of the screen. And when I was going through such horrific insomnia, I never would have imagined that I'm the one in the video. <laughs> so I'm, I'm so pleased that I have like a positive success story to share because I've watched so many of them. So it's great to be no, it's, here. It's, it's <laughs> fantastic uh, having you here. And, you know, I heard that a few times as somebody, you know, as you said, finding themselves sharing their success story, which yeah. is so, yeah. so wonderful because then somebody hears that, things get yeah. easier for them and it becomes this virtuous cycle. But with that said, you sent an email uh, basically volunteering to be a guest, which I'm always so yes. grateful for. But with that said, just, uh, yeah, tell us how, uh, how uh, you started having trouble sleeping. Yeah, so it all started eight years ago. So 2015, I was 24 years old. Gosh, time flies quickly. Uh, but it's been a hell of an eight years. Um, I, well, so as a teenager, I, I had like a little bit of sleepless nights, but never like insomnia where it would spiral and I developed this fear of um, not sleeping. You know, I would, as a teenager, maybe I started experimenting with some alcoholic beverages and I would then have a buzzing brain and not be able to sleep or I would be up playing The Sims until like four in the morning and not be able to sleep because I'm wondering if my Sims are still alive. <laughs> but it was never like like spiral. I never, I never had full on insomnia or stressed about sleep in any way until 2015. Um, I was working a full-time job and... Um, I always wanted to do my own thing. <clears throat> I wanted to make my own money on the side and, you know, uh, and I was always a dancer. <clears throat> so I decided I'm going to start my own uh, dance classes on the side. Um, and I was, I was super excited because, you know, this is something I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to uh, start my own dance school. My job was very unrelated. It's a uh, creative, um, like I was editing uh, TV promos and stuff. Uh, but I wanted to do my dance classes on the side. So I started that. And the night before the first class, I obviously didn't sleep much, but I didn't think much of it because I'm like, obviously, you know, it's the night before a big thing. I was, I was excited, but nervous, but the little sleep didn't really bother me that much. And the class went well. And I thought, wow, I'm really excited. This is like a dream of mine to be able to do these dance classes. Um, now the dance classes were on a Monday and it was uh, a Sunday night that started becoming a problem as the weeks went on. I completely lost my ability to sleep on a Sunday. Um, I would, I had this huge performance anxiety. Like I knew I need energy because we lived in another city from where we worked. <clears throat> so I would wake up at five to leave at six, fight traffic for like, an hour and a half to two hours, work a full day, very creative work, and then do two dance classes back to back in the evening. And I think I knew in my head, I need energy. I need to sleep. I need to sleep. And um, I just, I wouldn't sleep. I would, I would lie there from like 10 in the evening until my alarm went off at five in the morning. And I know I didn't sleep because I would see every hour. And you know, when you, when you can't sleep, you're like you're sucking his restless legs and you can't get comfortable. And it's just, it was it was horrendous. And I just, it was every Sunday. I, uh, as the weeks went on, it, it would get, to, I would get more and more depressed because I'm like, this is a dream of mine. I've always wanted to teach dancing and now I can't, I can't enjoy it because I, I can't sleep the night before. It's so difficult to get through these, these dance classes when, when I haven't slept at all. Um, so eventually I, I went to the doctor. I'm like, I'm only sleeping six nights a week. <laughs> uh, I obviously know it's it must be anxiety related. Like I know it's only on a Sunday night. Um, the other nights are fine. It's only on a Sunday. What can I do? So she prescribed me this super heavy sleeping pill that I would take only on Sunday nights. And sometimes it would work, but most of the time it wouldn't. It would just make me like like my brain buzz. And then I just feel worse the next day because I'm I'm now sleep deprived and I'm like hungover from this super heavy sleeping pill. 
Um, I would have been better off if I just didn't sleep than not sleeping and having this ridiculous sleeping pill in my system. Um, eventually it got so bad. I was like, okay, let me move the dance classes to a different day because clearly Sunday night is so stressful. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, move the classes from a Monday to a Tuesday. Maybe then it'll take some pressure off. I'm already a little bit into the week on Monday, Tuesday, I'll give the dance, I'll do the dance classes and then maybe I'll sleep better. Um, so I moved the dance classes, but I also moved the insomnia. <laughs> it uh, it uh, didn't work because I still had that performance anxiety. No matter what day of the week um, I'm doing these classes, it's, it was terrible. It's I used to get to a point where I would forget my own moves, like <laughs> in the dance classes. I'll be showing it from the music, which was so embarrassing. And I at the time, I assumed it was the sleep deprivation, but it was, you know, anxiety, believing... I needed to sleep to have energy and I, I needed a certain amount of sleep. It caused so much anxiety. It was, it was terrible. Um, it reached a point where I had to, I had to uh, stop my dance classes and it was really sad for me because it was, it was something I'd always wanted to do. It was always a dream of mine. And, um, you know, I sent the students like uh, a message on the WhatsApp group. I was like, uh, I said something about not, um, having enough students or something because I I don't want to say like hey I can't sleep so I can't teach you guys anymore <laughs> so that was um that was bad for me it was like um insomnia won won that round uh it was it was it was bad and this was like a pattern throughout the years that I would let insomnia dictate how I lived my life and what I did um so after I stopped the dance classes I was I was super relieved because the insomnia went away <laughs> um, for a while. Uh, I was sad. I wasn't teaching anymore, but at least I wasn't struggling to sleep for a while. Now, I was fine for a couple of years after this until I um, had my first child. So when I was when I was pregnant with my first child, I, um, I had normal like pregnancy sleep issues but I never thought anything of it because to be expected I was absolutely huge I could not get comfortable in bed my child decided two in the morning is the perfect time to throw a dance party and kick my bladder and I have to pee every hour so obviously I had some sleepless nights while pregnant but you know nothing nothing that sent me into a spiral I was like this is to be expected that's fine um, when, when I, when I get birth, I'm like, oh, I'll be comfy again and, um, I'll be fine. But I was not. <laughs> um, so I, I went into labor on a, a Thursday night and, um, and, uh, sorry, Lauren to interrupt, yeah. but what, what year is this? Oh, sorry. This is now 2019. Yeah. Okay, got it. So for you know, the dance classes insomnia that went on into, into 2016, it was a few months when I eventually had to stop the dance classes. So for a good three years, I would have, you know, the occasional sleepless night, but I didn't spiral until um, postpartum phase with my, with my first child. So this is now, I had her in December, 2019. And I went into labor on a, on a, on a Thursday night, but uh, the contractions weren't strong enough to go to hospital yet. So I said to my, my husband, um, you know, you go to bed, I'm going to stay up and, rough it out here with my on my Pilates ball and I'll wake you up if I need you um so obviously I, I didn't sleep that night at all because I was on the the birthing ball and then I ran a hot bath and then I was on the bed and then I was pacing and like I was chatting to my midwife and doula and they're like the contractions are not strong enough to go to the hospital yet so just keep going so I didn't sleep um at all but I was like you know that's to be expected I was in labor <laughs> so that's that's you know I'll sleep the next night um so after 22 hours I eventually uh, had my my daughter and um you know later on thinking back I'm getting ahead of myself now but I th think like it, it's amazing what you can do on no no sleep like I, I should have learned my lesson like I gave birth to a human <laughs> on zero sleep but um I, di I didn't learn. I continued to spiral many times over the years, which I'll, which I'll get to, because I believe you need sleep to have energy to do things. But, but yeah, so that night, uh, no sleep at all. Then the next two nights we stayed at hospital um, and oh, I maybe slept a couple of hours each night. 
Um, but you know, now the baby's waking up, nursing every few hours and the, the nurses would like come in and wake me and ask me how I'm doing. I'm like, I was fine. I was sleeping. <laughs> Why did you wake me? So I got very little sleep those two nights, but I was fine. And I was, I was so excited to go home because I'd be in my own space and, um, I would hopefully sleep and stuff. Um, but then uh, this was now a Sunday. So uh, I had her on the Friday. We stayed at the hospital Friday, Saturday night. Yeah, the, the Sunday is when we went home. And that that is when all hell broke loose and the insomnia returned for the first time since those dance, dance classes with a vengeance. I, I felt like I couldn't bring myself to lose consciousness when I am solely responsible for keeping this tiny human alive. <laughs> like it was... That there's no more doctors with me, no more nurses, no more doulas. I'm I'm completely alone, and that that Sunday night I, I I couldn't sleep at all. I was constantly putting a my finger under her nose to feel like if her breath is going against it, and I'm constantly checking if she's okay. Um, my husband was fine; he can sleep like next to a loudspeaker, <laughs> but I was like I I can't I can't I can't sleep. Even like later on in the night that that Sunday night. When I was like, okay, no, she's fine. I'm going to relax. I would just like lie there with my eyes closed, just watching the pretty patterns behind my eyelids like for three hours until she woke for her next feed. And um, so I didn't sleep that night at all. And I mean, it was a Thursday night. I slept nothing. The Friday and Saturday, like maybe two hours each and then nothing again. That um, that Monday morning, I I absolutely... I just had a breakdown. I, I I was sitting outside with with my husband, and I was crying. And I said to him, I, "I'm I'm never going to sleep again. I've I've completely lost my ability to sleep. Like you're going to have to drive me to the emergency room. They're going to have to put me in a coma just to make me sleep. I, like I'm going to end up in a straitjacket in a mental asylum. I I was so scared. And um, it's it's amazing when I watch so many of these interviews uh with the other people that you've chatted to they also the same thing i've heard other people say i'm going to end up in the er and they're going to have to sedate me to let me sleep and yeah i felt so much less alone but i only discovered you much later on um but yeah that monday i said to my husband it's it's so depressing to me because i've got i've got everything i've ever wanted i've always wanted a child, especially a girl. Now I've got two little girls, but um, I always wanted a, a daughter. And I had my daughter, my husband, a home. I had everything you can ever want. And I, I, I couldn't, it's like my brain wouldn't let me enjoy it. I, it's like it had, it had to punish me. Like we subconsciously believe we need to be punished or something. I don't know. It was, it was awful. And I was so, I was so depressed. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what's wrong with me. It feels like my brain is broken. Um, so that night, um, my husband said to me, you know what? You're not pregnant anymore. Have a glass of wine just to relax. Um, and I said, okay, I'm going to have a glass of wine. I ended up having two glasses of wine. <laughs> and um, I said, I'm feeling sleepy. It, it was not bedtime. It was like maybe 6, 7 p.m. Uh, my, the baby was sleeping. I said, I'm just going to lie on the couch and close my eyes. And I ended up napping for like two hours um, before my daughter woke up um, to, to nurse. And I was like, oh, my faith is restored. I can sleep. I have the ability to sleep. And my husband's like, I've been telling you this all along. This was for all the years. He's always told me this and I never listened. But you know, insomnia is uh, very difficult to deal with. It's easy for other people to say if they have But um yeah, so my faith was <clears throat> temporarily restored that night, but um, but that evening. But then the night came, and yeah, I, I couldn't sleep again. Um, and this this went on for for several weeks. Um, at the time, now I didn't do this with my second child. With with my first daughter, I I would set an alarm on my phone to to wake me up every three hours to feed her because everyone said, oh, if you don't feed her every three hours on the hour, she's going to uh, not get enough nutrition and she's going to die. And I'm like, there was also all that pressure as a, as a new mom to do everything perfectly. But most nights I would, I would still be awake 
when the next alarm went off. And I had, like, these babies are angels of mine. Like, I know a lot of people don't, the mums don't sleep at night because their babies don't sleep. My babies, like, I, I had to wake her to feed her. If I left her, she she would go on for ages. I'm sitting there like an idiot, not sleeping, Googling postpartum insomnia, postpartum insomnia, and on the subreddits, and everyone's just basically complaining and moaning about the same things, but no one really has any real uh, solutions. Um, so, yeah, this was terrible. Um, I think what bothered me the most was that, and I still don't understand, I never, I've never understood how sleep works, like, how do you just lie there and close your eyes and now you're not conscious anymore? It's almost like dying <laughs> every night. So that has always bothered me. Um, and at the time it got it got uh, really bad. I was I was scared of not sleeping, but I was scared of sleeping because if I'm asleep, no one is responsible for my baby. Like no one's awake. It's it's it. Yeah, that it was a very scary time. And I. I became dependent on certain things because I believed they would help me sleep. So after that wine helped me sleep, I was like, I can't go to bed without a glass of wine. And then the wine stopped working. So I was like, okay, let me try um, Valerian. And um, then I was like, oh, this works. But <laughs> we get dependent on all these, these things and we don't realize we would have slept uh, whether or not we took them, it's just we happened to fall asleep with that thing. So we think, ah, it's that, it's that that made me sleep. It was the, the valerian and then, oh, that didn't work. So chamomile tea. And then, oh, that didn't work. So CBD oil. Uh, oh, that works for a few weeks. I'll, I'll do meditation. I bought these Bluetooth headphones and found YouTube videos of um, those guided meditations. And it just made it worse because... Because it's it's like you always say in your videos, it's so much pressure. Anything you do to try and sleep is gonna make you not sleep. But at this time, I I didn't know that I hadn't at all been exposed to the concept of hyper arousal and all of that. I just I thought something's wrong with me. All these things that are supposed to work to help people sleep do not work on me. I I must have a chemical imbalance in my brain, or I don't know. Um. So. I, I became very reliant on all these different external things. And um, I was trying to make my body and brain do something it inherently knows how to do. But yeah, I believed I lost my ability to sleep. Now, um, eventually, like, it started to get better. And I don't know what I did um, at the time. I, it just, it's sort of fizzled out and went away for a while. Um, as I got more deeper into the postpartum period, then um, I got more uh, settled into the routine and I saw, oh, my baby's breathing and she's not going to die. <laughs> and I could relax a bit more and I started to sleep. But I lived in fear of the next spiral. Like, every, like it was a few months that I didn't have any always every time I got into bed I was like what if tonight what if tonight if I don't sleep tonight then I'm, I'm gonna fall into another spiral and cycle and I, I, I even no matter how many times I proved to myself I could sleep I, I lived in that that fear and if I woke up in the morning I was so grateful oh my goodness I, I fell asleep because we don't know we've fallen asleep until we wake up right <laughs> um, and I would wake up and be like, wow, that's amazing. I'm so happy. But then the day would go on, the sun would start to set. And I would be like, oh, the night's coming closer. What if I don't sleep? What if I don't sleep? Like, even when I'm not going through a bout of insomnia, it um, it would absolutely rule my life. Um, so this is this is now like, like late January, February, things started getting better. I don't know what I did, but yeah, it was it was okay for a few months. And then it was around June when my daughter was about six months old and she started sleeping longer stretches at night. So she was no longer waking up every three hours. She would sleep like 12 hours, like from 7 p.m. to 7 in the morning. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is, I can get some more sleep. Everyone says this is such a, you look forward to this because then you can get some sleep in. And then uh, the insomnia came back and I couldn't sleep because I I, and now looking back, I'm like, there was, there was, 
this pressure like now she's sleeping in this long window i have i have so much time to sleep i put my head on the pillow i must sleep now i must sleep now i've got so much time to sleep i must sleep i must sleep and it was it, it started all over again i could not believe it i said to my husband like she's she's liana's sleeping long now why 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 am i spiraling again and <clears throat> it started all over again it went on for weeks i'd have some nights where i slept i didn't know how but i did but most nights i wouldn't and i'd be googling again um postpartum insomnia postpartum insomnia six months later still struggling no 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 and look, no no one can help no one can give me any proper advice i'm reading all the same advice fix your sleep hygiene avoid caffeine after 3 p.m don't look at the blue light on your phone don't watch tv shows don't do this don't do that do breathing exercises have chamomile tea I'm like i've done all of this and all of it creates more pressure to sleep and it makes my heart beat faster and it makes me sweat more and makes me tingle and like if i'm focusing on doing things to sleep it makes everything so much worse um i eventually started seeing a psychologist now this was during COVID, so i could i think that also added to like the stress and anxiety because i was like oh what if my six-month-old baby gets COVID?" you know so it was a stressful time in general but um then i so i started seeing the psychologist and um we we chatted a lot about uh my anxiety i've also suffered from terrible ocd all my life and um i remember being very young like i must have been about five or six when one of my uh, friends uh, told me, oh, don't step on the cracks, you know, like the cracks on the tiles and stuff, or uh, it's bad luck, something bad's going to happen. And, you know, as children, we're so vulnerable, like if, if we're, like anything we see in here can shape our perception of the world. And um, I, that triggered, I think that was my first trigger of OCD, believing that if I don't do a certain ritual or something then then something bad's gonna happen and this went on throughout my life my point was this um uh, was later on this came out with my insomnia i was like if i don't do a certain thing in the day something bad's gonna happen aka i'm not gonna sleep so my ocd got really really bad because i would believe anything i don't know uh, anything i don't do with my rituals throughout the day i'm, I'm not gonna sleep i'm gonna be punished my OCD heightened, my anxiety heightened. It was it was terrible. I worked through that a bit with the psychologist, but the sleep, the sleep wasn't improving. Um, so we're working through all these things, but you know, nothing's helping the sleep. I eventually I went to see a sleep specialist. Um, I think that was that was that was really bad. So he and I've heard a lot of people. Uh, in your interviews talk about this he put me on sleep restriction um i remember when you, when steph is it uh, stephanie stephanie yeah it's stephanie psychologist yeah yeah you spoke with her and she said also it was absolutely awful it's like no the cbti method is like what is it? it's like harvard developed and it's got an 80 to 90 percent success rate I can't imagine how it has a success rate. I, it made things so much worse for me because he told me my my sleep window must be one in the morning till six in the morning. He said I must only spend those five hours in bed. So it would be like 11 p.m. and my eyes are closing like I'm feeling actually sleepy, like my instincts are firing and saying, try to sleep, get some sleep. I force myself to stay awake because the sleep specialist said so. Um, I would do ridiculous things like these adult coloring books and I would listen to podcasts. I'm like, I am absolutely miserable. I just want to go and attempt to sleep. And when it was like five to one, I went upstairs. As soon as I entered my room, like just panic, like just seeing my bed, I was like, now the sleep specialist said, I have to sleep now. One at 1 a.m. I have to sleep from one to six. Needless to say, I didn't sleep a wink at all. Um, like I, I don't understand why people think that's a good thing. <laughs> it's so much pressure to, to it, it made it so much worse. And I was just getting more and more depressed. I'm like, so needless to say, I did not go back to that guy. I tore up the sleep logs and all that stuff you told me to do. I threw it in the, in the dustbin. And I said to myself, I'm just, I'm just going to try and sleep on my own. I'm just going to try and sort this out on my own. And um, after that, things again, mysteriously got a bit better I started sleeping well like better I, I think it was because I had 
this sudden pressure from the sleep specialist, it, it made it like really like peak in the pressure and then the relief of not having to do that anymore. Like I needed that, that peak and pressure to be relieved or something. That's the only way I can understand it because then I started sleeping better. I was like, okay, this is good, but still, still, um, no matter how many months went by with not having insomnia, I still feared, what if tonight, what if tonight? And it was like, there was this part of my brain telling me, um, watch out, the, the next spiral is coming. And when it does, you're never going to sleep again. You're going to go insane. And it was like always telling me, and I, I, I lived in fear of the next spiral because I'd had so many like traumatizing insomnia periods now. I, I lived in absolute fear. Um, now, I was okay until I had my second child. Now, this was uh, uh, this year. I had her in, in February. She's five months old now. And um, again, during the pregnancy, you know, normal pregnancy stuff. I was really uncomfortable. Like her sister, she also thought two in the morning is the perfect time to practice her kickboxing. And uh, I had to pee every hour, and that was unpleasant. But I was like, it's the pregnancy. It's okay. Now, um, I was actually very hesitant to have a second child because um, of the, the the postpartum insomnia like was traumatizing. But um, I said, no, I'm not going to let insomnia win again. I keep letting it win points against me. I'm not. I want another child. I'm going to do it. I don't care if I never sleep again. I'm going to go ahead with it. So I had my second child um, and I went into this postpartum period, like fully expecting the insomnia to come back. I was like, I had it last time. I know it's going to come back this time. I'm, I'm preparing myself mentally for it. <laughs> but um, so I had, I had, uh, I went into labor with Lily, my second daughter on a, on a Tuesday. It was about, two in the morning I, and I'd gone to bed at about half past 11 um, but I was up playing stupid games on my phone um, so I'd slept about two and a half hours and then um, yeah, I started having uh, contractions and I had her 12 hours later so it was a bit of a shorter labor um, but that night after having her I didn't I didn't sleep at all at the hospital um, but I was like, oh, this is to be expected. It's another tiny human that I'm solely responsible for. My husband wasn't with me at the hospital this time after the birth. He had to go home because now we have another, another child at home that needs caring for. So I was alone at the hospital with her, apart from the nurses and stuff. But yeah, I didn't sleep that night at all. So I had two and a half hours of sleep, then nothing. I was like, oh, here we go again. As soon as I get home, it's hell's going to break loose again. And um, I'm never going to... I'm never going to sleep again. This is it now. My brain's been telling me for years, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. The big final spiral that's going to kill you is coming. And I'm like, this is it, this is it, it's coming. Um, but um, it didn't at first. <laughs> so I, um, when I when I brought my baby home, um, I started to do things my way instead of putting myself under so much pressure like I did with my first child, like set an alarm for every three hours. I didn't do that at all. I fed her on demand. I had her in the bed with me and everyone said, oh, don't do that. You're going to smother your baby and kill your baby. I was like, no, I'm going to have my baby in bed with me. I'm going to feed her when she wants to feed. And I felt so much more relaxed. So I was sleeping much better than the first time because I put less pressure on, on myself. And I was fine. I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is wonderful. I, maybe I'm not going to get insomnia this time. I'm, I felt so relieved, but I still had that voice in my head saying, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Um, so it was a few months ago, I think Lily was two, uh, two or two and a half months old. Um, we had a, a friend come to visit us in, uh, who we hadn't seen in a while. And it was a Sunday. Sunday's my <laughs> my pattern for insomnia disasters. Um, and uh, we hadn't seen her in ages, so we were we were catching up till quite late. We had a few glasses of wine and we saw the time. We're like, oh my gosh, it's it's midnight. I need to go sleep now. So I ended up going to bed <clears throat> just after midnight. And my baby woke up at um, 3 a.m. Uh, as she wanted a bottle. And uh, my older daughter, she also wanted to sleep with me that night and she woke up because the baby was crying and she started crying and then the big one needed to pee. And it was, it was so stimulating all this chaos going on. And I, I slept three hours. 
but um, I couldn't sleep again uh, at 3 a.m. And Daniel, there's something about seeing the sunrise, like if, if I don't know, other people have said this, like, like after struggling to sleep, you know, the sun is supposed to be like symbolic of new hope and new day. For me, it's like, it's just like so depressing to see the sunrise when you haven't slept. And I think that's what triggered it. Um, if I, if the, my friend hadn't come over and I'd gotten to bed earlier, like maybe 10, like I normally do, I, might, I would have had like five hours of sleep. So it might not have been as bad, but there was something in my brain, like I've only slept three hours now. Um, and the next night I was like, I, I have to catch up on sleep. I have to, I have to. So I put so, the whole day, my heart was like this the whole day. I, I was like, just, just anticipating it and thinking, what am I going to do? I'm going to take Valerian. I'm going to have a glass of wine. I'm going to, I'm going to do meditation. I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to sleep and take a hot bath and lavender oils and God knows what I, I ended up doing, <laughs> putting so much pressure on myself that night. I didn't sleep at all. So it was the, it was a three hours of sleep the night before and then nothing. And this, this um, initiated the, the worst bout of insomnia of my entire life. It went on for weeks. And it, it, it makes me think of your, your uh, Set It and Forget It book, which I also read where you spoke about uh, the, the old lady that swallowed a fly. Like I couldn't, I couldn't just see it as one bad night. Like I just swallowed a fly. No, I went on, I swallowed the spider and the cat and the dog and the horse until I, I just let it absolutely destroy my life. It was, I'd, I'd never had such a bout of insomnia that went on for so long. Um, but now, now looking back, um, I'm so grateful that I, I went through that because that's how I later discovered you. It's like, it's like I had to walk through hell one last time so that I, I never had to go back. It's like you said in one of your videos, like it's better to go through it one last time and get over it, then go through it a little bit, little bit here, and always wonder when the next barrel's coming, wonder what's wrong with you, rather get to the root of it and realize nothing is wrong with you. Um, but yeah, getting a bit ahead of myself there, I hadn't discovered you yet, but I was in a, I was in a very dark place. I, I made a, a Facebook post asking for help before I read your thing of saying like, don't tell your friends and family because people don't get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I made a Facebook post of like, has, any, has anyone ever struggled with chronic insomnia? I, I don't know what to do. I've tried everything. And, you know, God bless the, everyone. They tried to help. But, like, I got the same advice. You know, have you looked at your sleep hygiene? Avoid the blue lights. Don't have caffeine. Try this supplement. Try magnesium. Try this supplement, this supplement. And, you know, no one knows about hyperarousal. No one said maybe you have sleep anxiety. Maybe you need to look at that no one knows about it um and, and people also asked me in the comments like are you are you stressed about something why aren't you sleeping are you stressed about work i'm like i'm not i'm only stressed about the fact that i i can't sleep you know some people i know some people lose a job or they lose their cat like i believed i had lost my ability to sleep <laughs> and it was causing all the stress in my life um everything else was fine like I said earlier I had my my daughters I have my husband I've got a lovely home I've got everything and I just sleep is absolutely destroying everything it influenced everything whether or not I exercised whether or not I I did my hair and makeup whether or not I I would you know be nice to my kids or snap at them gosh I, I felt so guilty like my mood was all over the place and I felt so guilty because my husband like didn't know what to do with me anymore, how to help me. Cause he's like, you know, this is happening on and off so many years. What are we, I don't know what to say to you anymore. He says he doesn't know how to help me. I, um, you know, and then I also, I started fearing the health consequences cause there's that, that horrible guy that said you, you, what you need eight hours of sleep or you're going to die of cancer. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I can't even get eight minutes of sleep. So what am I going to do? So I, I believe like I would see my eye bags are getting really, really huge. And like, now I see like my eyes look the same, whether I've had eight minutes or eight hours of sleep. But I think when you're sleep deprived, you see, you see everything wrong with you. I, um, 
I treated insomnia like like a disease, like an illness. Like I would I would mope around the house in my pajamas and not get dressed because I didn't sleep. I acted like I was ill. Um, it was um, it was it was awful. I. I used to like if, if people would speak about sleep in social settings or like I would fish to find out if other people have also experienced it so I could feel less alone. Like if someone said, oh, I only slept three hours last night. I'm like, oh, really, really? What, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? I, I know about that. I, we, I can talk about that with you. I, like, I, I just felt so alone and isolated and depressed. I so desperately wanted someone to understand what I was going through because I felt so alone that something is severely, severely wrong with me. No one understands. Um, it's it's sleep is all I would think about all day, morning to evening. It's it's it, it, I would get like angry with my husband and my kids when I hear them all snoring, and it's like three in the morning and I'm still awake and I didn't know what to do. It went on for weeks, two hours, zero hours, one hour, zero hours, two hours, three hours on a really good night, <laughs> and it just got worse. And it was one Saturday morning. I woke up after um, another sleepless night. And I, I was uh, it, at yeah, one in the morning. So I went to bed around 11 and it was one half past one. I woke up and I was like, I wanted to check the time. And I'm like, no, 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 don't check the time. Okay, I'm gonna check the time. And it was like half past one. I'm like, oh no, I've only slept like two hours or something like that. And um, I was so upset, I shouldn't have checked the time. But so, that morning, I, di I didn't sleep anymore after that half past one, two in the morning around there. And eventually at like five o'clock, I, I got out of bed and I started pacing the house, waiting for the doctor's rooms to open at eight o'clock because I wanted to go to the doctor. I, I couldn't do this anymore. I was, I was pacing. The house. I, was, I was hyperventilating. I couldn't breathe. I was sweating. I was crying. I was like, this is going to kill me. I need to go and get this sorted out immediately. Like 7.59, I was like holding my phone like this with the phone number ready. And then eight o'clock. I phoned the poor receptionist was probably like still halfway sitting down when I called and I booked, I said, what's the earliest appointment you have? I need to see the doctor immediately. Um, and I forgot for a bit later that morning and I, I went to see her and um, she, she's sweet, but she said, you know, oh, I think it's the, you know, postpartum hormones and, you know, you're stressed about the baby. So she put me on this, this, uh, it's like an antihistamine sleeping tablet called Somnil. It's like um, zolpidem tartrate. It's more like a sedative hypnotic. And she also uh, put me on an SSRI, um, which I am still on today. But I, um, it's, uh, it's, I do want to come off that eventually. I wish I never went on anything, but at the time I was desperate. Um, but most nights that sleep pill also, again, wouldn't work. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep at all again. It would just give me buzzing brain, and, and it's like I would have been better off, better off without it. Um, at this point, I was, I was desperate. I was now. I'm a, I'm a Christian, and that night, I, the, the, the night before things started to take a turn for the better, I started praying. I was like, please, please help me sleep. I can't do this anymore. I want to be a better wife. I want to be a better mother. I want to enjoy my life. Please let me sleep. I don't, like just to help me. I didn't know what to do anymore. And, um, you know, a quick answer could have been, oh, I'll just fall asleep. But I, it's like I had to, I had to go on this healing journey. And that was the answer to my prayers when I started going the hard way to get to the root of the problem and get over the insomnia once and for all. Because just starting to fall asleep without understanding what the problem was all along is not going to be helpful to me. I had to go through this one last time, and um, I, underst I understand now why I had to go, th go through it, because it was the next day. I was like, oh, I'm so sick and tired of Googling, but I'm going to Google one last time. I'm going to see if there's um, anyone online that might have something else interesting to say. And I, it was the very first time that I was introduced to the concept of hyperarousal. I found uh, an article that was like, have you ever wondered why sleep hygiene doesn't work and all these things don't work? It's the pressure to sleep. It's creating more pressure to sleep. And I was like, this is fascinating. Um, and uh, the article was, I saw at the bottom, was written by Beth, Beth Kendall. 
Uh, and um, I was like, who is this sorceress? I need to know her secrets. <laughs> I started Googling her ferociously. I found her Facebook page. I started looking at all her pictures of little inspiration of um, talking about hyperarousal and how it's the same as if you're, if you're attacked by a, a bear in the woods, like then you go into full on uh, super alert because you need to um, defend yourself against this thing. I find it so paradoxical because you'd think like if if wakefulness, if your brain sees wakefulness as a threat, then it should make you sleep. But it doesn't care what the threat is. It's a, it's a, it's a threat. So it's just going to protect you from it and make you super alert. And yeah, so I was uh, I was looking at Beth's Facebook page and then I was looking on YouTube because I wanted to see if um, she's talking about hyperarousal in videos and then that's when I found her interview with you and this video for me is like my brain opened and it, I, I couldn't believe I, I suffered for so many years completely needlessly like the whole time I've just had this hyperarousal uh, every time my heart was racing and my eyes were closed but they felt wide open and my brain was buzzing and I, I couldn't shut down it was my brain going into like survival mode. Um, and then, yeah, then with that, after I watched uh, your, your interview with Beth, then I, I started binge watching your videos. Like I cannot even tell you, I watched the one with Stephanie who also had the baby. I watched the one with Pat uh, when she had the rowdy neighbors, the one with Sasha Stevens. I watched the one with Kristen, uh, the one you released the other day with Rami. I watched the one uh, with Ali, Ari, um, Christian, Lily, Sykes, is it Sykes? My child's also called Lily, <laughs> so I enjoyed that one. I watched so many and I remember all their stories and I just, I felt so much less alone. They're saying all the same things I did. I'm gonna end up in the emergency room. Um, you, you know, they're gonna have to put me in a coma. I thought something was wrong with me. I thought my brain was broken. They're all saying the exact same things. And I'm like, I'm not alone. People understand me. And um, I just, I couldn't, be, so it's like everyone has the same narrative, just a slightly different, dialogue like slightly different details it's a new job that causes the first sleepless night or rowdy neighbors or there's something that causes the first sleepless night and then you start creating that sleep pressure and you believe your your brain is broken and you've lost your ability to sleep and it was so great to watch all these videos and then afterwards i found your book said it and forget it and i was every night like every chance i got in between work when the baby was sleeping then i'm like <laughs> reading your book on kindle um and everything started to change um i started i started sleeping because i i didn't fear sleep anymore and i i can't believe i i let the fear of it rule my life for such a long time i um you know being here i used to wonder how all the people you chatted to could sit and talk about insomnia for like an hour and not fear another spiral i was like how can they do that they're focusing so much on it but now i'm here i'm like I can I can talk about it. I can talk about it for an hour, for ten hours, because insomnia has no power over me anymore, because it doesn't it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You cannot, like you said, you cannot lose your ability to sleep. I would say like I'm cured, but that would that would suggest that insomnia exists and that it's a disease that needs curing. It it doesn't exist. It's just all created through hyper arousal and it you can't lose your ability to sleep like you say you can only lose your confidence in your ability to sleep i today i can literally break all the sleep hygiene rules i mean i can drink a double espresso while binge watching netflix with the blue light on full brightness and i will still fall asleep better than if i had a hot bath with chamomile tea and valerian and all the things and it's just because I'm not worrying about it anymore. I'm not worried about it at all. And even if I even if I have a sleepless night, because I don't know, sometimes you might stay up late or whatever, I'll never spiral again. I know that. I know I'm not going to spiral again because I am not scared of being awake. I if I'm if I'm awake, that's fine. I will watch my favorite show. And even if I get three hours of sleep, that's fine. You get a lot of people that say, "Oh my god." I only slept three hours last night. I was one of those people. But now I'm like, I slept three hours. Not I only got three hours. The emphasis on I slept three hours. There was a time when you were unconscious. And, you know, it's, it's good. I feel fine whether I've had two hours of sleep or seven hours of sleep. 
I feel exactly the same. But um, I, 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 I made a conscious decision while I was studying all your videos and stuff. Like, I'm not going to let um, my fear of sleeplessness dictate my life anymore. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to do my workout. I'm going to do my hair and makeup and all the things I like to do. I'm going to agree to plans. I never used to make plans because I was like, Maybe I won't sleep the night before and I can't do it. I'm like, I've decided I'm getting on with my life. I'm not going to let insomnia keep keep winning, um, you know, and it's it has you, the sleep coach school, and Beth, like, has changed my life so much. Um, I always try to remember, like, positive nights of little sleep. Like the night before my wedding day, I must have slept, like, two or three hours because I was excited and I was nervous. Um, but the next day, I had so much energy. It was one of the best days of my life. I, we did an extravagant um, first dance as a couple, and I, I sang a song as a surprise for my husband, and I had so much energy, and I had three hours of sleep. So, like, we can just remember the positive nights of no sleep um, and not, like, see it as this dark, dark, catastrophic thing that causes you to spiral and, you know... I don't know where I would be right now if I hadn't found coach school, Daniel. I honestly don't know. It was, I was letting insomnia absolutely destroy my life and my family. And to this day, I still don't know how sleep works. Like, it, you know, no one does. It's like a medical mystery, right? <laughs> but I know that if I relax, I just wake up. I, I still don't sleep like great now because my baby uh, is going through a sleep progression and she wants to wake up every two hours and like chat and <laughs> have a bottle or her dummy falls out and I have to put it back in. But when I, you know, in between, when I get the chances to sleep, I sleep. It's very broken up, but I'm fine. I'm I'm absolutely fine. Insomnia has no power over me. It, it cannot win the game anymore because I'm not playing with it anymore. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not scared of it. And yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. No, that's going on and on and on but it's it's i'm so relieved and for the first time in my life i can well in my life in a very long time i can really enjoy my life again like i did when i was a child i sleep like i did when i was a child <laughs> incredible no that was that was an incredible lorna yeah as, as you can tell i i i didn't need to you know prompt you or direct you or you, you told your story in an an absolutely incredible way and you made right, so many for 47 minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh no it was i i am so glad of course that you you did that google search and that you found beth and i was thinking in my mind like oh i'm gonna tell beth about this and so she she, she knows um you know where her what her what her article led to and everything but I found it on just, google i mean yeah you must tell her she's got some good seo keywords in there yeah, right <laughs> really <laughs> but uh yeah no in incredible and i'll i'll just ask you to ask you the you know the two the two questions that I that I ended up, um, you know, um, saving for last, if you will, and, and one of them is if you could could go back to, let's say one of the let's say the first time you know back in twenty fifteen when you you, you started yeah. having some struggle with yeah. something, what would you tell yourself? I would tell I would probably tell myself a couple of things. I think first of all I would tell myself you do not need any certain number of hours of sleep to have energy to do anything uh you whether you sleep two hours or eight hours you choose what kind of day you have and you can still have a good day i i mean i gave birth to my child on no sleep and it was one of the best days of my life i met my my daughter you can still have a good day without sleep Sleep is not the be-all and end-all, like, of everything. When, when you're going through insomnia, it, it feels like the world's caving in and everything's wrong and you're going to die, but sleep is not the be-all and end-all. And if you have time awake and you can't sleep, enjoy it. There's so much to do. Oh, my gosh, I've been wanting to watch that Netflix show or, oh, this book has been lying here for months that I've been meaning to read or I don't know, let me go for a night walk around the garden. There's so much you can do awake. And don't don't fear it. Don't fear wakefulness. And remember that you don't need any number of hours 
of sleep. I don't know where the statistic, uh, what the, that I need eight hours of sleep a night. I don't know where that came from or where it started, but I feel like the same, whether I have three hours or eight hours, now that I don't fear it anymore, I don't really notice a difference. <laughs> like, I just, I, I don't care. I don't care if I sleep two hours. If I sleep eight hours, cool. If I sleep three hours, cool. <laughs> I'm really, I'm fine. Amazing. Yeah, that, that, that realization has helped so many. I'm yeah. glad to hear it from you as well. And then finally, um, uh, you know, the, the, this journey, this, this, this journey you've taken, uh, learning from the struggle, uh, has, it, has it been helpful in other areas of life, other aspects of life? Absolutely every aspect of my life, Daniel. I mean, I, I I wouldn't make commitments like if there was a family holiday or friends inviting us to go on holiday or anything, I would not commit because I was like, maybe I won't sleep the night before uh, and I was too scared. Now I'm like, I don't care if I sleep the night before or not. I'm I'm making commitments again. I, I think I can like have friends again because I, I I've neglected all my friendships um my relationship with my husband is better my relationship with my my daughters I'm not snappy anymore I'm you know I'm I'm more reasonable and calm and it's it, I have I have more energy not necessarily because I'm sleeping <laughs> just because I'm I'm not in that fear fueled anxiety spiral the whole time I have energy because I've I've chosen to have energy. Um, so it has improved every single aspect of my life. I can't tell you one specific one because it's just improved. It's just improved everything. It is absolutely life-changing to get over the, the fear. And the, you described it once as a phobia. Like, maybe I won't sleep and that's okay. But I'm not going to lie there letting my heart pound like this, sweating, for something that doesn't exist. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to fear it anymore. Incredible. Uh, that's, that was, you know, again, uh, this is going to be so helpful for the community, uh, Lauren. So I'm so glad to, to have heard this story. And I was just want to thank you for being a guest. Thank you, Daniel. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here. And I, I hope I can inspire some people because I, 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 I hate to think there's some people that are still going through it. So I hope I can give people some hope because if I could get over it, anyone can. <laughs> you yeah. absolutely will. Lauren, be in touch. And again, thanks so much for being a guest today. Will do. Thank you, Daniel. Keep well. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs> Bye.